KZX at 105.9. Joining me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com, he is Serbian reactionary, Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, uh, just want to bounce something off you that mm. was uh, kind of breaking news we talked about off the air. Sean Miller fired today by Arizona. Played at Pitt. Yes. Blackhawk High School. Yes. <laughs> should should Pitt fire Capel and bring in Sean Miller? Um, yes. <laughs> think there's any hope of that happening? Yes, actually. Um, I, I think that what, what you're starting to see... It would have to happen, like, right away. No, 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 I get that. I, I get that. But I also think that when you're talking about uh, the basketball program being in the state that it's been now for a long time, Mark, it's been a while since Jamie Dixon left. Well, and, and driving him away was a big mistake, as was driving Dave Wanstead away. Right, and who did those? who were those people who did the driving away? Particularly in Jamie's case. Oh, it's it's the uh, the All big the money Golden Panthers, right? The yep. boosters. I don't know that they're called that anymore, but yeah, the big money boosters right. because they don't understand that Pitt athletics have a ceiling, and they try to get past that ceiling. And every time they do, they take a few steps backwards. They overstep. Right. Yeah, they overstep. They did that with Wanstead. They did it with Jamie, and now they're 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 absorbing the pain from that. Those people would take Sean Miller back in a heartbeat, and they remain. Very, very influential in Oakland. Uh, i, I got to get to the Pirates, but not for too long because it's depressing. The Pirates have 14 pitchers on the roster, and it's the first week of the season. Why did a position player pitch last night? Yeah, that, why not? Oh, come on. That comes off as a circus act the first week of the season when you're getting beat 14-1 to 1 and then 11-4 today. Yeah, I was going to say the circus act involved in this is, is getting beat 25-5. to 5. Uh, that aggregate score, to use one of your soccer terms. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe try not to kick yourself in the nuts in the process. Yeah, I think I think that in this case, uh, the, uh, look, to me, the, the part that's bothered me the most about the Pirates, particularly the last three games since they were at Great American Ballpark, is the offense. I think everybody knows what this season's going to look like overall, outcome-wise. But, Mark, you have to have certain players, individuals, get Better. Remember, that's what these guys all said coming in. Ben Charrington, Derek Shelton, Oscar Marine, they kept Rick Eckstein. The individual players have to get better. The key players, I don't care that Trevor Cahill gave up a ton of runs. I don't care that Chad Cool freaks out every time I, he's got I actually do care of, that they hit Trevor Cahill's, what, his third pitch, 484 feet? Amazing. Well, it's the same thing to Cool today. Cool, every time he has guys on base, freaks out. He's been doing that forever. Well, the pitchers are really bad, and I think we, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, starting pitchers are. But, yeah. uh, but, but uh, I, I don't know. To me, it already seems like a debacle. And uh, didn't you predict they were going to win 73 games, some figure that seems absurdly high even now? Yeah, I think, I think that there's – I think that, first of all, I don't think that what the, we saw in Cincinnati these last three days is going to be indicative. Uh, they, they got pulverized by a team that's just murdering everything right now. And I think we can agree on that if you saw the Reds at bats. Well, they, they, they got a good lineup. The Reds always yeah, have a good lineup. Yeah, yeah. And, and they did, and they, they paid for it too. Nick Castellanos and these guys were free agents. They went out and signed. Um, and they have that ballpark. So you're going to see scores there. The difference was, Mark, that the Pirates didn't hit. And I'm going to say this again. I think that's the concern here. And I kept expressing that through spring training and telling everybody, look, Kevin Newman isn't that. What you're seeing in Bradenton, Brian Reynolds isn't that. Reynolds' numbers are good right now, Mark, but I haven't liked his approach. To me, it still looks too 2020. He's passive. Uh, They have to have answers, Mark, for these players. Or you know what ends up happening, right? They leave, and then they well, get good somewhere else. They're going to probably leave anyway, but uh, but uh, enough Pirates. Let's talk Penguins. We had Ron Hextall on today. Uh, nothing of huge note was said, 
But do you expect the Penguins to make a big deal before the deadline on Monday? I expect a deal, but not a big deal, and I don't expect anything significant to be traded away. Yeah, I'm not sure what the big deal would constitute. You know what I mean? Don't you have a top six? You know, don't you have a top four on your blue line? If I think the six? big deal would constitute trading a regular defenseman mm-hmm. for a solid third line uh, forward. Okay, so I think center. that I think that uh, it better be a center. Probably yes. I think that's as big a deal as could yeah. be made. So if you get yourself a third line center of some significance, uh, let's say for example, and, and not that he's the biggest guy, but let's say Adam Lowry, who might be available out of Winnipeg, and it's a name that's come up quite a bit. Yeah, and he played good with Tanev, but yeah. but Bluger plays good with Tanev too, and I think you'd have to pay too much to get Adam Lowry. You probably would because the Jets are in second place in their division, and they're not looking to. You know, get rid of somebody for no reason. Well, that's reason. the problem, Dejan. Only right. six teams Everyone are truly it. out of it. And with now it looking like they might be able to sell, you know, a considerable amount of tickets when mm-hmm. the playoffs come yep. around, nobody wants to miss out on that revenue. And nobody wants to add payroll in a year when all the teams yeah, are losing that's like, money. That's like I can see on one hand from the Pittsburgh perspective, okay, here's what they can give up. They could move Jason Zucker. They could, although he's he wouldn't be super easy to move. They could move Marcus Pedersen, who would be super easy to move, and get something in return. But what is it? And what are you doing with it? And who are you bumping? Are you doing it in a way yeah. that that's I, the I, don't, like, I don't want to move any of the six regular defensemen simply because I think the whole has become greater yeah. than the sum of the parts. You know, it's funny. Now, even though he has an onerous contract, you probably could move Matheson because he's playing I great. Know, he looks but, out of his mind, But, but right? I, don't, I don't want to. The guy, the guy makes plays, so I don't you, expect you know, a huge deal. You know who's probably changed this whole scenario is Freddie Goudreau. You know? I, well, I Hextall loves him. I don't want to – who doesn't right now? I, I don't I don't want to overstate him. I mean, he's not coming in as a modern-day Bobby Holik or something as your third-line center. Uh, but he's made plays. He's killed penalties. He's taken a role on, and I love this part of it. He's taken a role on where he realizes that just because he's on the bottom six doesn't mean he's a passenger. Oh, no. I like the fact that he's one of the few guys, the few quote-unquote yep. fill-in guys, who has taken the bull by the horns That's and it. tried to make a difference, whereas a lot of the other guys just try to get the shift over with. Heck, some of the guys who play all the time, like Jankowski, just tries to get the shift over with. What what happened is Goudreau changed that. When he came here, all of a sudden, it it was like, oh, wait a second, we're on the bottom six and we're supposed to help? I thought we were just out there killing time. We're talking today, Jean Kovacevic, brought to you by your neighborhood Ford stores. Uh, What's your take on the goaltending? These last two games are extreme examples but can these goaltenders win playoff series? Well, I'm with you, and I know your stance on this, as I've heard it on your show, that, that Casey DeSmith has played above and beyond, and that's to his credit, and that he will bounce back. You've said both things. I but I with... don't think he can play too much. I don't think he can handle right. a number one workload, no. and I think that's what he can't jumped up and bit him on Saturday. He can't be overexposed. Yep, yep. Uh, it's a classic case of someone like a pinch hitter in baseball where the, the moment he sees too many pitches that he's not used to and they start studying him, it's going to be a problem for him. Um, Tristan Jari has to get back to where he was. I mean, l- let's be fair here. I mean, he was out for a little while. Oh, he no question. I, I just hated that I saw some of his bad habits return, like being too deep in the net. Yeah, that, but that Panarin goal to make it 3 nothing. I didn't like it either. I mean, he's so deep in the net, it's disgusting. Yeah, you can't and you can't give up that short side, even to a great shooter, especially, especially to a great shooter. Yeah, but, like but you, know, you know what's funny? Uh, I've seen the game enough, and I know good shooters well enough, 
that if Jari's out even a little bit on the angle, Panarin doesn't even try to shoot. No, no, no. He's gonna he's gonna look for another option. Uh, I I didn't like his play last night. That said, tomorrow I would go back to DeSmith. Ooh. Yeah, you know why? Ooh. You know why? His game the next night in New Jersey, and. You give you give Jari another chance to just kind of you know be out there. So you want to play the Smith in what will certainly be the busier game. Yes, because the, the Rangers are a better than guy. the Devils and yes. b faster than the Devils and c more offensively. Yeah, gifted. you're the old school approach to home and home series, or, or when you're I'm sorry, when you're facing a bad team and then a good team, you got to take the two points from the bad team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you play the better goalie against the lesser team. Exactly, and and then again, New Jersey's tough on the Penguins. New Jersey has been, uh, yeah, but I, I don't. That was those Penguins. Uh, these Penguins have, have been a lot more efficient. Hey, by the way, one thing to not lose from last night's game: the Penguins, the skaters. Other than a few back checks going a little bit awry once things got out of whack, they they owned the puck. They could have tied the game 8-8. Absolutely. You know, again, it's so cliched and easy to blame the goalies. Mm-hmm. If the Penguins get even slightly above average goaltending, they win early the game. Early on, early on, then you wouldn't have seen any difference through the rest of the game. Uh, we, we talked briefly about him a moment ago, but I love Mike Matheson. <laughs> I mean, he giveth and he taketh away. He coughed one up, but then he scored that great goal. But still, six points in four games don't lie. Can I ever tell you my comparison point for him? Go ahead. Alexei Kovalev. Don't laugh at me on this. He does things. Like, remember when Kobe would play D4 on 4 in overtime? And just loved it and didn't care, right? Because he could do anything. That's what Matheson looks like to me. He gets the puck, he's rushing up ice, and he's thinking, you know what, I'm actually legitimately better than everybody else that's out here, so I'm just going to try this one really cool thing and see if it works. I can skate better anyway. He knows that. And then, when he scored that great goal the other day, and he goes off to, he slides into the, the boards, and he just sits there. Like he does it all the time. It was the most Kovalev thing I've ever seen, well, other than Kovalev himself. We had we had uh, Vince Trocheck on the show, who played with Matheson mm-hmm. in Florida and is doing great for Carolina yes, now. He is. By the way, he really is. And uh, and he said, "Listen, he goes, he goes, Q, you know, Joel Quenville, yeah. didn't like Matheson. Wonder why? Well, okay, well, just didn't <laughs> like him. Well, no, that that's Q though. Q decides on you, then never. No, he wants. He wanted everybody in Chicago to be Duncan Keith, but that's no, it, it ain't even that. It's yeah. it's just well, it, I could go on and on about stuff I've heard about the guy, and he's a good coach. But but uh, Trocek said just leave Mike alone, just let him play. Yeah. He plays a certain way, and you have to understand how he plays. But but he'll produce, and he is. Yeah, he is. And and, and the only part of it that I think you're going to see Mike Sullivan uh, and Todd Reardon, since he's responsible for the defenseman try to drill into him is, look, if you have an option between something really complicated in your own end and something simple, go for the simple. But even then, look at what he did to start that goal. You know, it's a bank pass off the boards behind his own back to himself. You know, I mean, that's, that's doing stuff at another level. You know, we, you know what? <laughs> this is a reference that almost nobody will get but you and me. Go ahead. Uh, remember a deck hockey player named Scott Chaffo, Benny? I do. He plays like Benny. That's very, very good. And I hope Benny's not listening. All the Benny references. Everybody's nodding out there right now. Kind of adult. Now, well, with that in mind, let's move on to the Steelers because there's a couple issues I want to touch on before we wrap this up. Should the Steelers have kept Steven Nelson, and why didn't they? Because Nelson talked to the media and said he wasn't offered a chance to take a pay cut. And even though he wanted an extension and they said no, he was still signed for 2021, which is supposed to be the big year because it's one more year of Ben. Just a lot of stuff he said makes me think that the way all that went down was kind of fishy. Yeah, it, it was fishy. You know, he came at us. Because he's better than Joe Hayden. He, right now, he, he is. He came at us 
uh, on our site about that, uh, the way we reported it. He didn't seem to appreciate that we implied that there could be some performance-based thing. I don't agree with you that he's better than Hayden. Hayden's a better football player. Oh, I don't think so. I think Steven Hayden Nelson. was, for years, a better yeah, football player. Look at the impact plays that Hayden made in 2020 compared yeah, to Yeah, but Nelson's. I'm asking you. I'm, I thought Nelson I played real well, too. And if you're asking me who's going to be better in 2021... I think that's a pretty close call. And anyway, it, it, you need them close. both. I'm not saying cut Hayden. Yeah, I, I'm just saying they needed Nelson more than they needed Juju. And I keep being told that's not related. The thing, but the timeline dictates otherwise. Well, without getting into Juju, right? I, I'll say this: I, I think from the from the defensive back standpoint, and this was the reason that, that that Nelson came after us. He didn't appreciate the implication that we had in our reporting, which we heard from a source within the team, that one of the issues was performance there are things that they see that we don't there's things that they know that we don't uh, because that's just the nature of football only the coaches and the players know where they're supposed to be uh, they felt that he took a dive a, a nosedive between 2019 and 2020 that might be a little bit too strong he dipped in performance okay it's 2019 see, I, I heard they were happy with him yeah, and I wonder if they're not getting out there what you're talking about just to justify releasing them. Well, I mean that's always possible. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean not only possible but yeah. but likely. But but my point is here is that I, I I think that there was a combination. Look, Mark, he had a fourteen million dollar cap hit. There's no way money wasn't. Oh a no, part of it. I, I get it. And I they get wanted it. to keep Cam Sutton, and part of keeping Cam Sutton was selling Cam on the idea because Cam wants to go outside. Is that we're going to use you outside in some form? So yeah, but way, he's going to move inside in sub packages. He's going to move inside in sub packages, but he'll get his wish. He'll be able to do both. He'll extend his value. He'll all that other stuff that you have yeah, to tell I, I for guess agent I'm to keep. I'm just him. still chapped that they let four regulars walk away from that defense. I, I am too, uh, and I mean I, I understand. What See, the everything you say about was. Cam Sutton is right. I think they still should have found a way to keep Steven Nelson. Yeah, but again, if you if Nelson approaches you and says I want an extension or and whatever else, and he's looking for a raise, and you're looking to whack cap hit all over the place, that's not a discussion that's going to go very far. I'm going to trust them on this one. I, I, I really think that there was something that between 2019 and 2020 where Nelson dipped. And finally, Carolina gave up a second, fourth, and a sixth-round pick for Sam Darnold. Yeah, wow. Should the Steelers have made that deal? No. Really? Why do you say that? I mean, watch Sam Darnold. What's okay. he done? Uh, he played for the Jets. I know. Well, he'll be, he'll be. But you can say that for anybody that plays on the Jets, and ultimately, well, that's they, right. Can, no, <laughs> that's no, absolutely right. But he also contributed to the Jets being the Jets. Oh, he, I don't I know. Don't I don't know. I think the Jets did more damage to him Here, than vice versa. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Joe Burrow goes to Cincinnati. He has an immediate impact. The Bengals still stink. He's still running around for his life, but Joe Burrow has well, an immediate impact. Joe Burrow was the first pick from, overall. I understand that, but did you see that from Darnold? I'm not uh, giving that up. I'll give that up for Joe Burrow I saw, and more. <laughs> I saw flashes from Darnold. You see, my, my big worry for the Steelers is that Ben's not going to start all 17 games in 2021. That's accurate. I would bet that he starts 12 or 13. Seriously. Uh, and... Uh, and I don't know who the quarterback's going to be after that, but I bet Sam Darnold's a better choice. Better than Mason Rudolph? Yeah, I don't think you think I, Rudolph I, will stay. Yeah, I really do. Really? Yeah. Wait, well, you're talking about after the coming season or after, after the Ben retires? Season? Oh, that after that? Well, I don't know. He's a free agent. That's what but, I, mean. I mean. Yeah. If Mason, so who's going to be the quarterback in 2022? They, they would. You would figure they would have to have quite the talking to with him and selling him on the same kind of stuff that I just mentioned. And above him, Sutton. I do not believe. Well, <laughs> you'd have no reason to at this point. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. It's now time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX and ask Mark anything.